Hi everyone, this is Deborah Marie Rodriguez and welcome back to Deborah Marie Rodriguez podcast. So I'm back again and I'm back with a brand new series and this series is titled A Harlot's Tale. So this is a well-anticipated series. I know you guys have probably waited over a year for this series, but I'm finally getting ready to release it. And I'm so excited to be able to share you guys, uh, share my story with you guys. This is a very personal um podcast series and i'm really going to be getting into so much in this series and i really hope that it's able to help people to really see the way god really loves you and that's that's how i was able to really see and know the love of god from this from what happened in my life and from my past so i want to get i want to get into this and uh really excited to have you guys here and i'm hoping that um that this podcast helps you so if you haven't listened to the other podcasts make sure to listen to uh, season two of singles and celibacy i have a season three coming out shortly and um listen to kingdom gatekeepers and just all the other podcasts so i really hope that you got these podcasts are able to help you and teach you there are so many people asking me on the uh church with the church the ministry page um, they're asking about enrollment. Am I still enrolling or enrolling students in the Kingdom Divine Ministries, you know, international school? Well, all of these podcasts are free. So you guys can have access to these podcasts for free. I know many of you guys, um, many of you guys have access to, to this uh, podcast. So this is free. I will be having like some conferences and some different things coming up um, for you guys. So I will be letting you guys um, know that about that shortly. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Now, the Bible, the Bible verse that we're going to be reading today is from Hosea chapter 3. So it says, Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord, toward the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love flags on flagons of wine all right so basically in this book Hosea is one of my favorite books it is probably my favorite book but it talks about how um God tells Hosea to go marry a prostitute a harlot in representation of his love for Israel Israel at this time they were worshiping other gods they weren't they didn't put God first. They were worshiping other gods, depending on other gods. And what happened was God told Hosea, you know what? Go marry this prostitute. This is, this is basically me showing Israel what it looks like for me to still love them after they're doing all of this stuff. You know what I mean? And so I took this, this Bible verse really touched me as a 19-year-old, you guys know, I was, you know, hard and hard going through so much, so many things. And God really touched me through this word and through this book to really show his love for me, right? So I wanted to share my story and I wanted to really share my story in the most authentic way when I was ready. And I know I introduced you guys. You guys know that this was coming probably a year and a half ago. And it could have been probably two years ago, you guys knew this podcast was coming, but I wasn't quite ready to share it yet. So I am, I am today, and I want to share this with you guys. So first I want to go ahead and pray uh, before I get into this, because this is going to be very 
it might be very triggering so I do give a trigger warning I do talk about uh, you know sex work uh, I talk about trauma I'll probably talk about rape some different things like that so I, I don't want you guys to get really triggered and I want you really to be prepared for uh, what I'm going to be getting ready to talk about so I'm going to go ahead and pray uh, before we get ready to start but dear God thank you so much for this thank you for this season Thank you for this season. You're doing so much in this season. You're shifting us in this season. You're putting people into position in this season. You are uh, reuniting in this season. You're restoring in this season. You're restoring not only possessions onto us, but you're restoring peace. You're restoring hope. You're restoring confidence onto us and just love and patience and the fruit of the Spirit. So God, I pray as I get ready to release this podcast series, I pray that it touches the world. I pray that it touches women and men, uh, whatever, nationality, sexuality, whatever, that it touches them and it helps them throughout their life in this specific season. Or if they go back and listen to it, that it helps them in another season. Let this not just be something that is sitting as a podcast that is over. Let this be something that they can come to and um, find encouragement the way I found the same encouragement. So I thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for um, really changing my life through this story and through this character and through this uh, analogy of this book and how it represented your love toward me. Um, So I I really appreciate that and I, I thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys, so as you as you guys know, this book, like, the Bible for me is not just a book. A lot of people say, oh, it's just a book, la-da-da. No, this book changed my life, okay? I, I And I didn't read, I really wouldn't, I don't really read, I wouldn't really read like that. Rena, I was more, I'm a music person. So music changed my life in a way where I would go, you know, be depressed. I would listen to music. And books and reading is, you know, it's the same thing believe it or not but it's just words but I like to write but at the end of the day I wasn't reading the bible as much you know as far often as I probably will get into it now sometimes I'll read it uh the book sometimes I'll read it online while I'm on my phone so it just depends but this specific book was like the book of Hosea was a book that I needed in my life at that specific time and God showed me his love. The way he did in his Bible and his story, that's how I, that's what I was going through with God myself, you know? And so that touched me and it really opened my heart. So I wanna share this, cause, cause somebody could be, you could be going through this maybe in a relationship or anything. It can relate to anything. Or this could be you personally just feeling like you're not worthy enough. Uh, to go to God or for God to come to you or, or just to even you know you feel like you need to hide because you don't feel like you're perfect uh, or where you need to be and that was me and that is still me <laughs> that's still me a lot of people on the ministers etc they won't tell you that that's still them they won't tell you that they're still trying to grow and learn or that they still make mistakes or that they still have convictions. They don't tell you because you look online and you see their life. You don't see the ugly part. You don't see the hard part. You don't see the unfaithful part. The 
bad or ugly part of their life. And that's, I believe personally, that's what makes people beautiful. That's what actually makes me fall in love with people. When I see the ugly side of them or like the truth that they might try to hide and I see it, that actually makes me care about them a lot more than just seeing a perfect picture. Like I don't like to see the perfect picture. I wanna see the messed up part. I wanna see like, you know, this is what you do or this is what you did, or this is where you came from. Or even, even I, I like to see this is what you're still getting through. I like to see that too, you know, because that is relatable for me. I might not say it, oh, you know, I went through all of this stuff or I'm still dealing with this, but it's relatable and it makes, that's your testimony and it makes it, you know, you're ministering onto me. You know, I just, I don't minister. People, people minister onto me and they don't realize it. You know, their life, uh, me watching their life and just posts and just different things like it helps me too i might not say anything uh but it does it does help me too so i don't i'm not really attracted to the thing that i see that's all perfect and put together that's not what i really because oftentimes that thing that's all perfect and put together eventually it's gonna slip you know and when it slips if it's all if it's it, eventually it might be, it might not be something that you expect or it might not be something that you are used to and so if you don't really know how to love a person unconditionally like you're not gonna really last you know and so God showed me unconditional love like literally like crazy I, I was like are you crazy I just did this and you coming back what you want you know and that was me I was that was me to God like what you want, Lord? Like, I don't know why you're here because I don't want to talk. That was my attitude. I'm telling you, that was my attitude. It was like, look, I done messed it up. I blew it. Go ahead and get out of my face. You know, I didn't say get out of my face, but y'all know what I mean. I'm like, go ahead and just leave me alone now. You you don't, you can go find somebody else. I messed it up. And God was still telling me, no, it's you. It's you that I want. I don't want, I don't want anyone else for the job. So imagine being in a relationship and you know, you blew it or you didn't thought you didn't messed it up and it's over and this guy, you think he's going to go find someone else and he comes back and he's like, I want you. Like, you're the only person I want. I, yeah, I see this other stuff, but I, I want you. Like, I still want you. And uh, you're the only person for me. You know, like God was telling me, you're the only person for me to do this job. Like this, this, your life, I need you to tell this story. So this was the story. This is the story. This is my true testimony. This is the real me. You know, this is who I was. So I'm telling this story to you guys that I had to prepare to tell you. Because when you meet people, it's like, it's like meeting somebody. This is me meeting you. And you don't see this. You see who I am now. So oftentimes people don't want to tell their full story or they don't want you to find out their full story because they're afraid that you're going to not like, maybe you're going to look at them different, you know? I mean, I'm, I've been authentic with you guys, but I'm getting ready to be really authentic with you guys. And um, I'm going to tell you, I'm literally going to tell you the, per the, the type of person I was and how God had to shape me and, and change me and... Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you guys about that. So 
And my story might not be worse. Somebody might have another story. Somebody might have a, a crazier story than my story. You know, my story is not about me being like, it's not, my story is not all sad. I tell you guys in multiple podcasts that I was not perfect at all. Like, I was not the, I could have became a juvenile. You understand what I'm saying? I, I could have, I was an orphan technically. You know, mom died. So, like, I could have went multiple routes if, I, yeah, I could have went multiple routes. So, that's what I like about my life and my story, that I wasn't perfect. I love that. I love that I was not all together. Like, I love that I made mistakes. I like that. Now, because now, when I look at those mistakes and I see people that maybe they're making a choice that might take them, or I can tell them, they're not going to change, but I can relate more because I had a past. Alright, so we're going to get into, this is going to be the verse for uh, the whole series, all parts. So part one, I'm, I'm, this part one is titled The Princess Princess of a Pimp. Alright, Princess of a Pimp. And in Princess of a Pimp, Princess of a Pimp is really about basically the daughter of the pimp. The lifestyle of a of a pimp. And I want to go back into detail because my dad was actually a very uh, smart man. Very smart man. My dad um, was a, a business man. You know, so he definitely knew how to, just because he was in the streets, he had a gift of, for business. You know, he had that entrepreneur uh, spirit. So, my dad is currently now in jail. You know, and he's actually going to be getting out. Uh, very soon he has books while he's in jail and he also has little businesses so this is just who he was he who he was all right um princess of a pimp is basically my life of how i had to live as a as a as a the firstborn of this couple that was still trying to figure it out you know mom dropped out of school at 14 went into kind of, you know, she was going through a lot of things in the household. She went through sexual assault, you know, abuse, and she kind of left and went into the streets. You know, when you go into the streets, you don't find anything good, right? You're, you're going into finding, you're looking for a family, you're looking for someone, and you end up meeting different people that are into some other stuff. So you kind of hang with them, you kind of are around them and everything like that. And uh, for me, it was different, you know, but for my mom, I believe she clung on to this relationship and this relationship that she thought would be a love story ended up being a tragedy, you know, and uh, this is what happens when, I mean, this is what happens when you're broken, you know, you're broken and your discernment isn't clear, your judgment isn't clear, you know. And just to give a uh, just to give a backstory of my family, my family, um, my family is, is part uh, Puerto Rican uh, as well as Panamanian. I'm also mixed with Irish, so European as well, and African American. So I have you know multiple uh, ancestry. We have um, my sister found out we had a, a cousin from Barbados. You know, so we there we got a bunch of stuff going on, uh, but that's the main thing. My dad was uh, Panamanian, 
you know, African American. So my grandfather was full Panamanian on my dad's side, and my grandfather on my mom's side was full uh, Puerto Rican. Okay, so we have family in those in, in that uh, Latin, you know, family. So this came from, this started from a long generation ago. You know, a long generation ago, I talk about um, in one of my stories how in Puerto Rico, my family was very gifted. You know, they carried those the gifts. My great-great-grandmother, uh, Puerto Rican grandmother, you know, she had a, a mansion there. She, We have our family-owned businesses, uh, you know, banks, and uh, gro- they had grocery stores. This is 100 years ago. You know, we ha- I have a, um, I believe it's a, a grandfather who was a, um, who was a king, who was a king of France. So there's, and, and on the other side, there, there was a king. So we have ancestry that is, you know, royal blood. It comes from royal uh, families and it passed down. And what happened was my great grandmother on her wedding day, she ends up leaving the wedding and she marries another guy. And the guy she marries, uh, she finds out he's a pimp, this guy. So this is my, this is actually, this guy is my grandfather. <laughs> so this guy is my great-grandfather. So my great-grandfather gives birth to my grandfather, you know, Puerto Rican. And my great-great-grandmother, uh, who was a very independent woman, very successful woman, gets with a man. And man, she, she probably just met, or maybe a man she maybe she knew and she felt that she was making the wrong decision so she gets with this man and um, her life changes you know she moves to New York she marries him everything changes he's having sex with other women bringing other women in and she's drinking and she's depressed and she's uh, starts to drink and it, it, it gets to where she can't take care of her children you know the children have to take care of each other um, yeah it gets really really bad and um, all of that she had, she left there. She left her life to to be with this person. And she thought this was, you know, her fairy tale. She thought this was her, going to be a good story for her. And, you know, it went left. It went into another direction. And um, they lived a rough life, very rough life. Uh, my gr- uh, grandfather and his siblings and you know, my mom was born in New York and all this stuff comes. So it's kind of the same cycle. My mom went into the same cycle, you know, and so she ends up uh, getting pregnant at 16, having an uh, abortion. Uh, she had twins. She was, she was two uh, boys. Ends up having uh, an abortion. Gets pregnant at 19. Has my brother. Gets pregnant with me then. Another one. Then another one. So she, you know... This past, this, this this toxic relationship, you know, they're they're together, they're wild and free, they're doing their little drugs together, they're having sex all day, you know how y'all like it, and they're riding off for each other. But in the process of this, someone was being hurt, you know. My mom leaves. Um, they find us in Florida under a bridge, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, she's trying to escape this life. She's trying, she thought that this was going to be something good, but it turned out to be the worst. And so, 
here she is with I believe probably three children and pregnant with one and we're around we're, we're all homeless you know and that's how we ended up getting to Houston because a family member comes to get us from Florida and gets we were born in Houston but you know we ended up uh, going to Florida Florida as a runaway and uh, all of us were running away for safety and we come back so yeah it, it was a lot it was a lot it was like but my mom still I remember watching my mom and my mom uh, still loved my dad like she would write him in jail she would uh she still loved him still after all of that like after all he did after all the betrayal you know um he got with one of a, a friend that she trusted he got with the friend and got the friend pregnant um and you know i have siblings on the other side from that but he, he put her through so much you know it's like he put her through so much and i would watch my mom cry and i i mean it was just it was just it was a lot and my, my mom went through so much stuff that she really didn't have to go through you know she was raped as a teenager uh, and she went through a bunch just a bunch of other stuff so she went through so much she went through so much stuff that she didn't have to go through and i feel like if she didn't go through those things or if she got intervention i think that she would have she would not have turned out like that would have happened you know she would have got herself she would have attracted herself to these same relationships over and over and sometimes when you're when there's like a curse or a cycle sometimes those type of people attract themselves to you you know and you find yourself trying to trust again and you end up making a mistake again and, and I think that was my fear of like when they came to choosing a relationship because I've been in with many men who were very similar to my dad like very very similar to him um very very similar you know and it wasn't that they didn't have a past or anything like that it was just they they didn't want to change you know they didn't want to change they didn't want to it was like you know it's it's me that's it it's just me so i knew that when i would talk to these type of men like i knew that these men were not my husband you know i knew that yeah they might have been somebody i would have had sex with but they weren't going to be anyone that could actually that god would actually be able to trust with me and um you know, that was very hard for me because so I, I went through my life trying to make sure, you know, that I didn't connect to these same type of men. And then I found out, you know, I found these men would come in. They would come in. This is something else. They would come in reading the Bible, some of them. And then all of a sudden they would get upset that I was reading the Bible and they would try to get me to stop reading the Bible, you know. So it was, it was all kind of this, it was, it was, I mean, it was, it's not even just about the lifestyle. There were men in the church that would come in and they would come in and be just like somebody who you would think that you wouldn't want nothing to do with. Those would be the men in the church. So I had, I had found myself these same mentalities, you know, coming, uh, attracting to me because like when I say mentality, I mean, jealous men. That's what I'm saying. Jealous men. People might say, oh, a man can't be jealous. A man can't be jealous. Uh, that's a man. He can't be jealous. Yes, he can. There are many men that are jealous of, of women. They see their 
maybe their power, maybe their influence, um, and they are insecure. This is, this is an insecure man. So they become jealous, and when they become jealous, they start to come find themselves, you know, trying to compete or trying to destroy you purposely, or even then they start abusing you after that. They start emotionally abusing you. Then they start uh, physically abusing you. So I've been in situations where that happened, where the men would come in and were very jealous, very jealous. Uh, not jealous of my relationship with someone else, but just jealous of me, period. You know, I've had women that were jealous of me too, but the men, it was very hurtful because they would come in into these, you know, situations with me and then they would start competing against me. I noticed that. I haven't, I haven't, all of the people, the men that I've dealt with in the past, they were jealous. They were jealous, except probably one, except one. You know, that was like 10 years ago. That was like my actual official uh, last relationship. I think I had got with somebody else after that. But yeah, just jealous, jealous, jealous. So they would do things out of spite, talk to other women out of spite, uh, make me suffer out of spite, ignore me out of spite. So they would do it all out of spite because of the their um, intention, you know? And I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I can't be with that. So, princess of a pimp is that, yeah, I, you know, I was a princess. I was young, you know, they tried to, it's like you're, you're with, this is your dad, you know, this is your little girl. And if, even though I really didn't know my dad like that, I really wasn't around him like that. I was really, really young, so I really don't remember anything. Um, that's how I saw it. You know, that's how I saw it. But it was so much going on behind the scenes that people didn't know. You know, we, we it's like imagine you live in a brothel, you know, with drugs and just people coming in and out. Uh, and you're you're like two years old. You're in a pamper and a little t-shirt, and you know, and you see you're seeing all these unfamiliar people coming in and out, and you really don't know what's going on. You know, yelling, screaming, fighting. So it's like it's like that was your life. You know, that was your life. So I didn't expect to be. I didn't expect that to be my life, you know? I didn't expect that to be my life. And I'm telling this story because that that specific, those specific events, even as children, even if you don't remember them, they affect you uh, as an adult. They affect you when it comes to trusting other people. They affect you when it comes to putting both feet in and actually investing in another person because you never know if that person is gonna put you through the same thing. And like I had to, as an adult, I had to like completely restructure my brain to accept that every guy is not like that. That was very, that was the hardest thing for me to do because I would meet men and then I would, you know, I would see things or something would happen with them and maybe somebody else and I would, you know, it's kind of like all of a sudden you just like, oh man, here we go again. But then I had to kind of restructure my mind to the fact that, you know what, uh, somebody, there is somebody out there that can actually treat me right. You know, there is somebody out, out there actually that can actually love me. And uh, it was very hard for me. It was very hard for me to love again. It was very hard for me to let people love me. And when I was in love, I would, I would not like, it was like I, I would fight it, you know. 
I would push it away. I would say, you know what, this is, yeah, this, I'm, I gotta be tripping, whatever. I'm gonna go back to doing what I was saying. And I did, that's not what I really meant to do. That's just how I protected myself, you know? Um, and when I found myself loving a person, I ended up getting hurt. So just imagine loving someone and you get you getting hurt. Like it's like you go love somebody else and you get hurt, you know. So, but still, I continue to open my heart to somebody new. Open my heart to somebody new because I, I feel like in order for you to truly love, you have to be hurt. I I, I personally feel in order to truly love, you have to be hurt. Like imagine how many times we hurt God. Like, we do stuff and it hurts him, right? But he constantly comes back and loves us. This is why he's this big, old, omnipotent light. Just imagine that, you know? Imagine if we heard the backstory of God, like how God was created. You know, he was, he's God, right? But what if, what, if, what if he had a backstory? What if he had a backstory of how... I mean, I know he's God, like, of course, he's the Almighty, but what if he had a backstory? Like, we have, we all have stories. What if God had a backstory uh, as to how he ended up becoming God? You know, that would be crazy if God had a backstory. I think if God had a backstory, like, I would be like, what? What if he, because everybody has a backstory about, uh, everybody has a backstory as to why they are who they are today. You know, I have, this is my backstory. This is my story that I don't tell, that people really don't know about me. Or when they first see me, they don't see my backstory. They don't see like why I help women and advocate for rape victims. And they don't see none of that because they don't see where I've actually come from, you know? So, uh, yeah, what if God had a backstory as to how he was able to love so unconditionally? That would be crazy. So I feel I feel like in order for you to truly love, you gotta be hurt. You have to be, there has to be some type of pain. Not saying you have to like suffer, but you're gonna feel, you're gonna really feel something. You know, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel something. And I feel like I felt pain before. That's how I'm able to love people so unconditionally. And some people can't. Some people can't take it sometimes. They can't take the love. They can't take that love, you know? But I had to realize, because I was, like, very angry and bitter, <laughs> I had to turn my hate toward men into love. That's what, that's what God showed me to do. You know, he showed me to trust a man again. Because, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I'm being honest. I did not. I did not. That 17, 18 year, I did not. Coming up, great raised by a father like that, that would fight, that him and my mom would have knife fights, my aunt told me. You know, they fighting with knives and stuff. They like fighting, like knives, like crazy. You know what I mean? Running out butt naked uh, together. They was doing all kind of stuff. So, but just the relationship in general, I, I'm telling you, the, the stuff that, like, how I used to see my mom on the floor crying, just crying out of nowhere. And I'm like, you know, mom, is everything okay? She just, I can tell she was hurt. I was like, I don't ever want to be with a man like that. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. So yeah, I went through life not 
yeah, I would talk to men. I would see them, hey, how you doing? But when it came to, even with sex, oh, <laughs> when I started having sex, it was like, sex, whatever, bye, you know, get out of my face. It was like that. It was just like, you know, Jezebel, Jezebel. That's what I was. That was my characteristic, you know? If, if I was, no, I, you weren't, you weren't going to, you weren't going to control me. I would, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not following you because I don't trust you. And even if you were a good man, I still don't know if I'm going to trust you. So I'm not going to follow you. That was, my, that was my, I had no respect, no respect because of the seeing men in sex work, seeing how they would treat women and, and idolize women online, how the men would come to my statuses and talk to me. I had no respect. You understand? I had no respect for them. I get it if you're complimenting, you know, you're saying, hey, you know, that I, yeah, I had no respect for, for men. And because I saw so much, that's what I'm saying. When you see so much, you're like, you know what, nah, you just like everybody else. you just like everybody else. you just like everybody else. So God came in with this story of this of how Hosea ended up marrying this prostitute. Can you imagine? I talked to you guys about that. Like, this this was my life. I was a harlot. A harlot, a lot of people think a harlot is just a, yes, a harlot is a prostitute. That was That's, that's who I was spiritually. Spiritually, I was a prostitute. That's who I was. And physically, I wasn't. But spiritually, I was. And, you know, I was fornicating. Even if it was just one man, I was still fornicating. You know, I was, I had a lot of lust. I had a lot of lust. Even though I wasn't having sex with multiple men, they was having sex with me in their heads. You know, they were looking at me and they, everybody wanted to have sex. And keep in mind, I knew exactly, I knew what they wanted and I enabled it on social media. So, because I I knew, I knew, yeah, you, you want me, you do, but that was my intention, like, you know, yeah, whatever. But I'm not gonna love you. <laughs> you can come in my life, but I'm not gonna love you. I'm, I'm not gonna love you. I'm never gonna love you, because I'm not gonna love a man. That was my, that was who I was. And most of the time, a person who is a harlot, they're not going to love these men. <laughs> They're not. They're, they, you're, this is a job for them. You can have sex with me. You can, you can kiss on me, but you got to go. I'm not going to love you. Don't, don't love me. Don't love me. That's, that's how the mindset was. Yeah, I'll do all that stuff with you. I'll make you have a good time. Or I'll play, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll play with your heart. You, you know, you want to be with me, but I'm never going to love you. You understand what I'm saying? So that that was my mentality. It's not that I was born, I was sex working. I wasn't a sex worker, I wasn't a prostitute. I was just having sex with a guy, the guy that was in my life. But that was my mindset. You know, if, when a guy wanted to pay my bills. And I, you know what, I told him no. The reason I told him no is because God told me that wasn't the one that I was gonna marry. Why would I have a guy in my life paying my bills so he can think that we're supposed to be going to be together? You know? 
and we're not going to be together. So why would I lie to him and 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 tell him a bunch of stuff? And I didn't I didn't even tell I didn't tell the guy I loved him. The guy would call me babe, I wouldn't respond. Because I, I, I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to play with his heart like that. You know? So, yeah, I wasn't going to love you. In the past, I was not. I'm not. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. I didn't respect you. You was just sex for me. Just how you guys think sometimes. You're like, yo, I just had sex with her and that's it. That was me. Hit it and quit it. You know, that's it. I can't love you. My heart is too cold to love you. I'm not going to love you. You're going to love me and I'm not going to love you. And it was the same thing with the, with, uh, what was it? Israel. Israel. They were going toward other gods. God was trying to show them they weren't listening. So, as a representation, he told Hosea, you know, just marry this Harley so that they can see. This is how they are, and I'm still loving them. That softened, that's the only thing that softened my heart. Do you know my heart was so hard? My heart was so hard that God had to, that, that's what had to happen. And I remember around that time I met this guy. And this guy, uh, we became friends. Uh, and this guy, God used this guy in that time, in that season. Um, he, used, he used that guy in that, in that season. Like I would meet, I met the guy, you know, in the gym and the guy would just talk to me. He would talk to me about God, you know. He would just talk to me about God and just different things. Keep in mind, I was I wouldn't I wouldn't like that. I wasn't like that. Like I loved God, but I was like, oh, here we go. You know how people come, and so yeah, so he would talk to me about God, and um, I was he was Hosea, yeah. I was I was the the harlot, you know. And it can be either way. You might be Hosea. You might be a woman. You might be Hosea. You know, the guy might be in it just for that specific time. He might be the, the harlot. And then it switches, you know, where he, well, he is, is that this person, in, or he can be this person in your life. So this guy just was, it wasn't even that he was talking, he, he was talking to me about, you know, God and different things like that. But he had a, his spirit. It was something about his spirit that was uh i was like what's up with this guy you know what i mean it was i was like what's up with this dude like i'm i'm difficult you know what i mean why is he even trying to have a conversation with me like I, get out of my face like that's how i was you know so for somebody to be brave enough to actually come talk to me that was that was uh you know i was like hmm. so god used him as a god kind of used him as a representation in that time. Oh, look. Y'all seen that? A butterfly. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just saw a butterfly. Oh, wow. I've never seen a butterfly appear. That's so crazy. That's a sign. Wow, it came from down here. It's a butterfly. So crazy. Look at that. That made my day today. So, um, I seen a butterfly, y'all. That's so crazy. That ain't gonna make me cry. Like I never seen a butterfly like this. This high. So crazy. And it was like this. It was this orange black one. Um, I'm over here smiling. Like it just came from like like that. Like I seen it and it like came from like that. That's so crazy. Anyway, that's like definitely a sign. 
something good is in the works. <laughs> so that's crazy. I see that's how I see myself as a butterfly, which is which is uh, crazy. So yeah, and um, that's that's how I was. And at that time, at the time, the guy, I was I you know I started to fall in love with the guy. We were very opposite, you know, and I started to fall in love with the guy. Um, but we were we were two very opposite to two different people, you know. So anyway, like let's say now, there's a guy in my life, you know, and if like they they're still chasing you, you know, like they're still chasing you, knowing that you're giving them a hard time and like you don't feel like you're worthy, but they still chasing you because they love you that much, you know, like. That's that's what ends up winning my winning winning my heart. And God kept chasing me. He kept on chasing me. He kept on chasing me. So I knew that whoever I would marry would would be this type of person. That even in my like when I didn't understand what was going on, my insecurity, my like, you know, uh it's not that you should have somebody. No, I'm not saying you just do that because you put people through that on purpose. No, some women try to do that. They put people through that on purpose. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about no. You genuinely like are like healing, and you not that you messed up, but you like maybe you healed in an area, but this love, like this person is trying to love you, and you just can't. You can't accept that that God, like somebody like God. Imagine God love like God is loving you. You God, God, you loving me. Out of all people, you could have gave me this old person. And you get you you come in. So it's the same thing in a in a relationship with some people. It's like you're giving me this. You you about to give me this person? It's not that you're not saying like you're not you're insecure or nothing, but it's like I know this person about to love me the way you want me to love. You know I know this. It's like you know you. I know you're gonna love me right. So I'm scared of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I ain't never, I've never been loved like that. Like nobody got, nobody bought me this stuff before, or nobody um, surprised me like that before. Nobody like actually cared, or uh, nobody um, protected me like that before. Nobody even thought about to to do this type of stuff. Like nobody, if I was in a problem, nobody popped up. Or nobody uh, said, you know what, I'm going to take on this. Or I was sold into something, nobody said, you know what, I'm going to go in and get her. Like, nobody did that for me before. So to, to meet somebody who doing that or who's going to do that, that scares the heck out of you. I think that's why a lot of people, they mess up and they sabotage relationships because they are scared. They are scared. You know what I mean? They're scared. So, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Right now, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be so honest right now. Right now, I am scared. <laughs> Not in a bad way, because I know that. I know that my husband. That I when I get married, I know that this person's gonna love me. That I like. I've never, and it's gonna be the same way for me. I, I think with with him as well. Well, no, I believe it is gonna be the same, but. I that scares me that because I'm I never had that before you know what I mean so it's like it got to be too good to be true you got to be messing up you got to be doing something wrong something got to be wrong something got to be it's something you're not telling me something got you know and even if it is something it doesn't take the fact that the person is gonna love you 
like the way you're supposed to be loved. I'm not like every you're gonna meet one person. You're gonna meet some that one person that's gonna love you the, the way you need to be loved. Like it's gonna be they're gonna know exactly what to do, and that's that's what I saw about this person. I'll go into that in, in singles in, in season three, but that's what I saw about this person. That this person that the, my husband, I'll say that when I get married. Uh, was going to love me like nobody ever, like like God loved me, and that scared me. Okay, because <laughs> I was like somebody else. There's a human, you know. It's like you, God is loving you, so you like. There's a human that's gonna love me like this. What? So you're giving me a? I got a partner, you know. I got somebody that's gonna be like in the flesh, you know. That I can, that I, that I'm gonna be. So yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary, your tail. It's scary, your tail. So yeah, it, it's it, it had me. It had me. I don't know what to do, you know, so, um, God came in and changed my heart, he came in and did some surgery, because I was, I was mad, I was a mad woman, like, you could not, you couldn't come in and, and, and convince me about nothing, you couldn't come in. I just seen it everything. You couldn't come in, you know. And when I allowed somebody to come in, they they messed it up. They they messed it up. They bargained me again. They sold me again. They abused me again. So it was the same thing. Even after that, it was the same thing. And I had kept seeing the same thing. So now it scares me. That's something that that's something that you you know what what's that song uh, ju- uh Jasmine Sullivan that just came to my mind I'm not scared of lions and tigers in hell but I'm scared of loving you I'm not scared y'all know y'all know that song to perform at the show She's basically saying, I'm not scared of anything else, but I'm scared of loving you. That was, that's me, y'all. That was me. And it's because, like, you done been through so much. You know what I mean? Like, you you have this, like, you're not scared of nothing. Like, everything coming your way, bop, 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 you beating it up. But that, that love, you know, that one person comes and it's like, it softens, it softens you. And you're you're you get scared to to give that part of yourself away again because you've been hurt so much, you know. And for me, it's like you know, like oh my God, don't even like, I don't look at me, you know, I'm a mess, and I don't want you to, I don't want you to hurt me again, or I've already been hurt again. Even though I'm gonna open up like that way again, it, it hurts. It hurts to really love, and I think that's what people are afraid of. That's why people play games. That's why uh, men and women, that's why they play games because it hurts you. It's, it takes, it, you have to humble yourself to really love somebody. Like, you gotta, like, you gotta look a fool. You know? You, sometimes you gotta look a fool. Sometimes you gotta do stuff that don't make sense. Like, you gotta, you know, there, when I really care about somebody, I'm telling you, because I don't, I don't be, I'm not the type of person to talk first. No. But when I really care, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my like I'm gonna do stuff that I ain't never did before. I, I don't do that for nobody else, but I'll do it for you. That's how it is when I really care for somebody. So 
Yeah, God had to soften my. And God, this is all. This story is about how God basically. This story ties ties into how God prepared me for marriage. How he's gonna. How he ended up gonna prepare me for that because if I wouldn't have went through none of this, like I would not have. I I, I would not. Like I would know. I would not. I would not. I would. I would mess up so much stuff, you know. Like I was. I just. I pushed a lot of people away. I did. I did. I pushed people away that I loved because I was scared, and I pushed people away because they was. You know, they was. They. They were. They didn't have no good intentions in my life. But my insecurities pushed people away. You know, it did. And so when I see. I knew I knew that the husband that I had for me, that God had for me, he was gonna be like this representation, like Jose. How he did not, he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't. He would not give up on me. I, I knew he would. He wouldn't. No matter what, he wouldn't give up. Even if, even if I told him to leave me the heck alone, he would not leave me alone. Cause he knew that I needed what he had that's how I knew that's how I knew and that's how God showed told me that's how I was gonna know because the person wasn't gonna wasn't gonna give up they were gonna keep like it's not that I like no you don't go putting people through stuff but they 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 understood me and they understood like my pain and they wasn't gonna give up that's that's how I was gonna know that that's how I was gonna know it was it that it was this type of love I'm telling you it was this type of love. Like, my, this, 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 because this is who I am. I'm telling you. This is who I am. And even though, yeah, God cleaned me up. He done did some stuff. But that's, this is where I come from. This is still who I, this is, this is, this is my story. You know? So, God didn't give up on me. Like, he could have, God could have gave up on me and said, you know what? I'm done with you. You don't want to listen? Forget it. I, I pushed, I tried to get God to give up on me. Like, just go, leave me, leave me here. In the, you know, like, imagine you you out there and it's raining and you out there in the mud. And you like, and you telling the person, oh my, oh my God, I'm trying to get emotional. And you telling the person, go, just leave me here. I'm going to be okay. Just leave me to die. Like, don't, don't come get me. I'm going to be okay. Just, I'll be okay. I'll die. Just leave me here. And God comes back and he's like, no, like, I'm coming, I'm not leaving you alone. Y'all know when you, you know, imagine you in a war. See, this, I'm telling y'all, this how, this how I was going to know. God was like, this how you're going to know, this your, this your husband, whoever it is. Because it's going to be this, it, they, they're not going to give up on you. They're going to have, they're going to keep, even if you get on there, they're going to keep trying to work with you. And you're going to keep working with them. It's going to be like that. So, imagine me out there and it's a war and. Uh, I'm thinking about Rome. I'm thinking about Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I don't know why when they died together. He, yeah, she thought he was. They thought the other one died. They took the poison. And that—that's the time. I'm telling y'all, that's the type of love. But, uh, yeah, that's the type of love. Like I'm telling you, I have the type of love where this, like this person, if my future husband is in some danger or something, like I'm best believe I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to pop up. I don't care what happens. Like if they stranded, I'm I'm going. We we gonna be there together, stranded. Like I, I don't even know where it came from. 
But that's I'm telling you, that's what it is. That's that's when you really care for somebody. So imagine it's a war out there, and you're like, you know what? Just go, just go, just leave me here. I'm a, I'm a, and I'm like, no, I'm not leaving you here. I'm gonna get you out. That's the type of stuff. I'm telling you, that's the type of love God had for me, and that's when I knew my heart was so cold, cold. And when he kept, when God kept coming back, when I kept telling him, like he would show up in my apartment, I remember, or he would speak to me. I said, "What do you want today?" Can you imagine that being irritated? Like I'm God talking to me. This God, this God coming to me, like. You know, I, I know you, this is him. Imagine, this is him. I know you don't want to talk. You know, I've been trying to talk to you. Because keep in mind, I put a wall up for everybody. I ain't trust nobody. God, I put a wall up. I still believe, but I put a wall up. So it's like, he trying to come in, I'm like this. You know, and I'm like, I didn't went through too much. I don't want to know no calling. Stop sending, this was me. Stop sending prophets, telling me stuff, leave me alone. I was, that was me. I was trying to go to church. I was like, look, I'm just in church. I don't want to hear nothing about no me call, me being called. I don't want to hear what you're going to give me. I don't want to hear it. So I did this, and God would keep on, you know, can I come in? Can I come in? Can I come in? And then I'd be like, you know what, I don't really want to talk. You know how you go into King's Palace and they, the king is in their little palace and they like, you know, you can leave now. It was like, that, that was me. You know, like, you know, I, I, queen, like, you know, I kind of don't really want to talk right now. And it's God. You know what I'm saying? It's God coming in. And he know I'm mad. He know I've, I've been through some stuff. He know I didn't got abused. He know I didn't let go of my whole life at this point for him. And he, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, I love you. I just want to tell you. And keep in mind, I'm so mad. Like, my, my heart is so broken and hurt by all this stuff that I had been through. And God's just like. And I would wake up with night. I remember waking up with these nightmares because of some trauma I went through from the school with the guy and the girl. And I, I woke up breathing hard and God was like, you know, you're safe now. So he would come speak to me like he was like, you're safe now. You're not going through that anymore. You're in a whole new environment. So I would have like, you know, I'm waking up talking about some, you know, like thinking I'm going through the same stuff. And he was like, you're okay now. So just imagine somebody loving you that much that even though this is God, and he's not in the physical, like, but I, I mean, I feel like he's always in the physical <laughs> with me. But imagine laying down and you're, and you're like going through this stuff and you think you're alone and somebody just comes to you and they're like, like okay imagine somebody watching you sleep that's how that's how it that's what it's like you you're asleep and you don't know somebody watching you sleep and the whole time they've been watching you asleep everything and something happens and they're like you know they're like rubbing your hair like this you know it's okay like that's what it that's what it was like for me it was like you know it's okay like everything everything is going to be okay like you know coming in like hey can i you know i'm just coming in and make sure you y'all y'all understand what i'm saying like wouldn't wouldn't leave me alone wouldn't leave me i i said please leave me leave me to die let me go whatever just whatever let the people keep hurting me i stopped caring i stopped caring i was like whatever i'm just gonna be hurt anyway and god was like no I, i'm trying to tell you i got something i got something better for you you're gonna your life is gonna get better Things are going to get better. You know,
know, this is gonna get better. This is gonna get better. If you just hold on and wait, things are gonna. Y'all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that changed my heart, man. Cause I was like, dang, I can't be mad. Like he not doing nothing to me. That's he. He's only loving me. He's only loving me. So the more I would try to push him away, I was like, okay, he's only loving me. He's only loving me. He's not hurting me like everybody else. He's not harming me. So that's what softened my heart. And when my heart softened, it was like I was myself again. This is who I really was. I wasn't this old, mean, little, hard person. I was just trying to protect myself, you know? So this is what I'm saying when it comes to God's love. And we're going to get into the next uh, part two about, I'm going to get into part two and talk to you guys, but I wanted to share this with you guys that, you know, God is going to love you unconditionally regardless, regardless of what you've been through and who you've been. Sometimes, some of y'all, y'all, I mean, I was, I was, I was acting like, you know, crying on the floor. I'm acting like I didn't committed a crime. You know what I mean? And I was so because I genuinely had a conviction. I was, you know, with these men that I knew they didn't love me. And I would have sex with them and I would be on the floor crying. Cause I had I was like, you know, God, I I don't like this. You know, this is not my these not my husband. I don't like I didn't I don't like I don't wanna do I, this was me, I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore, God. God, get me out of this. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm doing this because I'm mad. I'm doing this because I'm angry. I'm at his house because I'm upset. I'm at his house because I, I'm not, I don't want to deal with myself. I'm not at his house because I love him. He don't love me. You know, so, so when I would find myself with these men, I was only doing it because I, I, needed, a numb, I needed a numbing solution at that time. It's like if you, you need a high. I needed a high at that time. And when that high came down, I had to deal with myself. You know what I mean? So it's like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy doing it. I wasn't happy, you know, slipping out to these people that I really didn't care about. I wasn't happy about that. It was a temporary feeling. And then I had to deal with my reality again. You know, the reality that, yeah, I was I was angry still. I was still mad still. I was still going through some stuff still. I had to deal with, the, you know, I was running from my, my the, the, the life that I didn't want to have, that I didn't want to go follow in somebody else's footsteps, I was running from having to deal with and actually let God heal me. See, that's that's what some of y'all don't realize. You running from, you, 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 you trying to protect, oh, I don't want to go through what my mama went through, oh, da, da, da. and that's a burden. That's a burden because you try not to make that mistake again. And to be honest, I might not make the mistake the same way she did, but I still went in a direction. You understand what I'm saying? I still went... Because that was that's not her mistakes that I'm making. These are my life choices that I had to go through so that I can I can see for myself. I had to make some choices for myself. This wasn't my mom's mistakes. This wasn't even a mistake. This was a choice that I made. Some of these choices I made. These choices I decided to do this. So you know I had to look back and I had to say you know what. This is not has this has nothing to do. This is how you are able to break a generational curse. This has nothing to do with your family. This has this is you. You have the decision today to make that choice for you. You got the decision to say, you know what, I'm gonna go in another direction. So yeah, I was so busy trying not to run into the same stuff because I was so scared. You know, and then was this is how the enemy gets you. 
I ended up talking to these same type of men that I never wanted to talk to. The same type of men that I never wanted to talk to, I ended up talking to. You know, ended up talking to these guys, ended up getting hurt. You know, it was it's ones that you least expect. You might think these, you might think a specific guy gonna hurt you, and that'd be the main one that ain't gonna hurt you, you know? So yeah, the main ones that came in smiling and pretending, those were the ones who hurt me. Those guys. The ones who came in reading the Bible and all that. Yeah, those were the ones who 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 came in and did and did what they did. So yeah, it left me, I didn't trust nothing. You know, they came in telling me nice stuff. Those were the ones who, who who came in, you know, persistent, persistent. Those were the ones who sold me. So, so yeah, I didn't have any trust. I didn't have any trust. And if I if I said, and, and women too, same thing with women. So I said, if, if I'm going through this with, like, people who, so they look like this on the outside, then who can I trust? So, so when God came in, God was this light, and I was like, I don't even know if I can trust you. That's crazy, right? You don't got trust for nobody, and the main one that loves you and actually loves you, you don't even trust them. Because you so messed up. That's how it was. So I, when I threw a block up, I threw it up at everybody. I Even God. I was like, I don't know if I can trust you now. And then he had to show me. And I know y'all might be saying, how dare you say God had to show you he could trust you? That's God. No. God knew what I was experiencing. He knew my pain. So he had, he showed, he proved to me I'm who I'm I'm who I say I am. That that's what it comes to me. When it comes to me, like you have, I need you to tell show me you who you say you is. Like I, I yeah, because the it's so much that happened, like I need you to show me that that you are what you say. You you have to show me, you know. So that's what ended up winning my heart, like giving me, cause cause you know I was I was afraid. I, I felt you know I did too much. I felt I had sin in my life. I was I was so ashamed to go to God. I was like you know why you want to talk to me? I got you got all this light. You God, what you want me for? Leave me alone. That was me. Like why are you calling me? All these people, this is how I used to talk to God, I'm telling you. All these, this, I was, oh, I was a brat, you know? And then I became, I started to submit to God because I could, I submitted to his authority. I had no submission. I'm trying to tell you none. I didn't submit to no man, including God at that time, at that specific time, because I was angry. No submission. And God had to come in, and I was like, because I would, I would talk to God like this. Why are you coming talking to me? You got all these women. Can you imagine you talking to your parent like that? You got all these women over here with these sweaters and they supposed to be in church. They supposed to be this and prophet this. And that, that was me. I'm I'm serious. I was like, why are you coming to me? I yeah, I, I see you, I see the calling you showing me, but you don't need me. Look at me, I'm a mess. What do you really want? This is can you imagine when you have so much trust issues that you asking somebody like, what do you want? This is the way I used to talk to God, like literally. What do you want, Lord? All these people you got out here, I'm telling you, I used to talk to him like that, a brat. I remember when I was going through stuff when I was 19, and I was it was going, I was going through hell, and God was taking me through a faith walk. Cause see, I was still trying to honor God, but I was still 
I, I, I was trying to figure out why was he putting me through this stuff or why he was telling me to let go of this, to let go of this. So, but he was, little by little, he was working on me. And I remember saying, uh, somebody was like, yeah, just trust God. And I remember screaming. No, no, my aunt. My aunt said, you need to have faith. You know, you said you trust God, you need to have faith. I was going through so much in my life. And I literally screamed out to the sky. And I was like, well, he needs to hurry up. Literally, I was so mad. I was like, he needs to hurry up. That, that's, how, that's how my attitude was to God, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I was like, he needs to, well, he needs to hurry up. You know, I'm going through that. that. that that's, the, that's, the, that's how I was. That's how I was. You know, and God had to like, God had to prune me. I went through, I had to go through some stuff that wasn't good. Hey, look, it, not when I say that wasn't good, it's like, no, he, he didn't want that to happen to me, but he had to prune me. And, and how he pruned me was very different. You know, I needed a lot of love, like a lot of love. It's like an abused um, animal. When you meet them, they start wrestling and growling at you. Like, that's how I was. <laughs> I was like that when it came to God. Like, I was like, I'm done with this. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, I did not want. I did not. I was like, why should I? Why should I? This was me. Why should I come? Why should I uh, trust anybody? Why? I done went through all this stuff in my life. This is how I used to talk to him. I didn't went, and I still, you know, I talk to him now, but I'm not as a brat. You know, I'm more like, you know, crying and kind of more submissive. But I, yeah, I wasn't. I was like, why should I go through? You know, I didn't went through this and this. Da 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 da. da. And I'm, I'm, I'm like mad, you know, I'm talking to him like we arguing, like we're in a relationship. I mean, we are in a, we in a spiritual relationship, you know, this is my dad, you know, this is not like that, but yeah, I'm like going back and forth. <laughs> you know, you arguing with your parent and that's your parent, like, yeah, I'm going back and forth. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. You want me to preach? I ain't preaching. You didn't took the, you didn't took my dads away. You didn't took my you told me to take my piercings out. I didn't took that out for you. So this was me. I'm taking out piercings, nose ring, cutting out friends. I said you didn't tell me to take this off, and then you want me to preach, and then you didn't cut off all my opportunities. Like you told me to quit this job. I'm about to be on TV. This is me talking to God. I'm I'm cutting this opportunity off for you and about to be on TV and you telling me this and then now you got me going through this financial stuff and I just gave this for you. Oh no, I'm done. So this is me arguing back and you know, arguing with God, like I'm sick of this. You know, that's how you that's how you used to talk. And now it's now it's like, oh okay, I didn't gave up everything for you, You know, that's how you can tell. Cause it's like you coming in you coming into his lap now, like, you know, let's say you get in an argument with your with your uh Yo man, yeah. Just because you arguing with him, that don't mean you don't have submission. You know, that don't mean nothing. But it's just like you gonna get to the point where you gonna be like, like if I'm arguing or if I'm like I'm sad, I don't like. I, that's something that I don't want to do. I like arguing for real. Like that's too much. I don't. I, I don't really like a lot of drama. You know, like if I argue, I, I'll eventually like, I'll eventually like come sit sit on you and be like. Yeah, you didn't have to do all that. Then we make up, you know, we we'll do whatever. <laughs> but, cause, cause I, it's not that I'm just, oh, I'm just like gonna let you do whatever. But it's like I, I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like to be doing all that crazy arguing and all that stuff. Like I wanna, you know, just have an understanding and hurry up. So that's how I am now. You know, and I can tell that I've changed a lot. But anyway, you guys. This is part one of 
a harlot's tale. And we're gonna we're gonna get into part two. So I wanna I wanna um go ahead. We're gonna end here and uh, make sure to check out part two. We're gonna I'm gonna go into part two of a harlot's tale, and I'm gonna go go ahead and continue the story with you guys. So I hope that this helped you guys. Make sure to subscribe, like, you can share it. I noticed a lot of you guys have been sharing the podcast because I'm getting a, new, a lot of new likes um, on the page. And you guys are sharing it and y'all passing it around. I see some people on WhatsApp, y'all sharing it through y'all WhatsApp in Africa. So whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> y'all, to, to my, you know, my friends over there, y'all are like uh, talking amongst each other. So I really appreciate that, you know. Um, I pre- I'm glad that you guys are... Um, just sharing it not that i'm you know i'm not getting i don't get compensated for my podcast so i don't uh, i don't have any sponsorships right now and i don't really i have do have subscriptions for the ones who want to do like uh there's certain subscriptions that i do have that you can do but for the most part this this stuff is actually uh free so the only thing that is a subscription are uh podcasts that are in the counseling service are in on in a book that's the only thing that's the, those are the only things that have a subscription and it's a really um uh really um affordable subscription so it's about 7.99 a month you know you can get those uh, you can get that that access you can get that access so i'm excited to talk to you guys on part two make sure to tune in leave me a voicemail uh if you have any questions or anything like that, I'll attach my email below and uh, we'll go from there. All right, I'll see you guys in part two. Bye bye.